Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and host of Let's Get Serial. I'm joined, of course, by the host of Wrestling Gal podcast and my fellow CCW commentator, Ella J. And our guest today is the Ultra One, Ultra Violet. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm healing. I don't know if you guys oh. saw the last match. But I, I I suffered from a concussion. My my AC joint was sprained, but I'm doing much better, and I'm almost almost ready to be back. Yeah, that was a a very brutal match. We uh you know we were on the call for it. Um, kudos to you for <laughs> holy moly fighting through. Um, and you know we are gonna dig into that a little bit later on. But we are just really excited to have a chance to chat with you to get to know you a little bit better so let's jump right in um you you've been competing since 2018 and you actually made the decision to start training at house of glory when you were a sophomore in college and i feel like some people who step in the ring they just try it out for fun and then they get hooked while others go in the first day of training and say laser focus i know this is going to be my career what mentality was going for you when you started this new adventure i feel like i feel like that's like you ever like fall in love and then when you get to tell the story like it's exciting every time no matter how many times you tell it i <laughs> i like started watching wrestling right before high school and i grew up in a very conservative catholic household and like it was bizarre like wrestling was like the most polar opposite from what everyone in the house wanted for me but like once I turned on that tv and like saw it that day I couldn't I didn't want to do anything else like I, w I went to school I went to college I started college and all the girls were like excited like to be in class like they'd be they'd have like their syllabus and their books and like their presentations and they'd be so excited and I'd just be there like I need to get out of here. Like, I hate this. I don't want this. I want to do what I want to do. I want to, I want to learn how to wrestle. And then I found, I'm like digressing a little bit, but I, I, I had, I found a friend who then I became friends with his friends and they, we all were a group of friends and they were like, we're going to join a wrestling school. You should do it with us. And I was just like, I literally secretly was planning to do it on my own. Like I saved all my high school lunch money, like senior year, I didn't eat any food. I would save all my lunch money. And I was planning to like, to just like go like save all that money. I probably had like $400. Like it wasn't that much money, but like, I was like, this is going to get me somewhere. And my plan was to go to Georgia because Georgia had a WWA four and they had like a boarding school some something like that like that's how it was advertised and I was like I can live there I can run away from home like I'm gonna I'm gonna live my dream and then they were like oh no we're not gonna do that we're just we're gonna go to NYWC and Mikey Whipwreck school and I was like oh my god like I can't do that like I don't look like a diva it was still like divas back then and um they're like it doesn't matter and like Paige just de debuted and um and they're like, you can do it. You can be like her. You can be different. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And they like convinced me to go with them. And then the week before, um, the week before they were to go to the Long Island School, NYWC, um, my friend's car broke down. And they're like, we're just going to go to House of Glory. And I was just like, what? No, we can't. We can't go there. Like, they don't have women. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the only one. And like, I was so scared because I came from like this tiny little world, mm -hmm. like, 
very conservative. And I was just like, I need like some girls there. Like I was so terrified, but um, they were like, well, like you're on your own then. Cause that's where we're going. And then I like had to go with them and that was it. And then I got there and I, I remember I was like, Oh my God, that's a real ring. Like this it's like, it felt like finding out Santa Claus is real. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, like, what is this? This is this like reality magical world is like real life. And I was like, they're like, go inside. Like you want to bump? And I was like, I can't, I'm not like, I can't touch it. Like I just can't. And like, I went in there like the next time I had to pay and sign up and whatever. And then Sunday I went in, I had my shoes and like, I went in, I was like, Oh my gosh. But like, I was the furthest thing from like a fast learner. It like, didn't come easy at all like the boys that I joined with I joined with two friends like they were like picking things up way faster than me and Brian Excel he was my first teacher um because Red would do advanced class and Brian had the beginner class so like he would tell me like it was just bumping and like he had to go like this and like kneel all like bend all the way down and then back bump and I couldn't get it like I kept landing on my head and like knocking myself out almost he would tell me again 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 and I was just like determined to do it like there I had to do it but like it took me months like like you you know like you first you learn your roles and then your bumps like it took me months like I, w- I went to the park by my house and I would like try to learn how to roll and like su- like kids somersault I couldn't do it like <laughs> I have videos like from back then but it took me forever but I was just like I'm doing this like I don't care like it's gonna get done so that that was my outlook <laughs> resilience <laughs> just for yeah. some context to before you even obviously made that full-fledged like career shift what was your original interest or program in college that you were aiming for (laughs) I already so since I like watch wrestling before going into high school like I already had no interest in anything else (laughs) but I loved writing and I would journal like about how I want to be a wrestler and I have like notebooks filled with like like me writing like diary dear diary like today like I thought of this gear idea like so like I was like maybe English like I had an English major and then all the girls that like were my friends they were doing education and to join house of glory I um I was a camp counselor and then my mom didn't know that I was joining a wrestling school because I thought she was going to stop me and I, I grew up in a single parent home so it's like my mom and my grandma and they were both like no like you cannot ever do that like no way like yeah so I got my first job I was I I volunteered as a camp counselor and then from there uh they hired me as this was it a teacher's assistant and then I would do like bus so I was around kids a lot and I love I, I love kids so I was I did an education major with an English minor but like no and then I wasn't in it <laughs> no and I forced myself to do it and then four years in Four years in, I finished the fourth, like the fourth year. And then to fully graduate, you need to do your student teaching, like shadowing. And I didn't do it. I just dropped out. (laughs) So I never went back. And yeah. (laughs) You know, sometimes it likes that I have a degree in psych minor creative writing. I did nothing with it. Now I'm doing wrestling writing and hosting shows like this here today. Yeah, yeah. We have something in common here now. Wrestling (laughs) took us down this path and it brought us here today. You know, like you should just finish. And I was like, (laughs) I'd rather just like work at a Target, like whatever. Like I'm not going back to that until I decide one day 
something that benefits. Maybe business would be cool. Like, Plus, you save on debt <laughs> by that decision. Oh, you, yeah. You I went to a private college. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish someone would have told me. <laughs> you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, though, you know, it's... Eh. Life happens. Life just happens. But uh, Alyssa, I mean, you bring up 2020. 2020, my friend, was, you know, a year of many, many ups and downs, including the worldwide shutdown that impacted a lot of your major opportunities that you had lined up that year. So kind of during that time, what kept you motivated and kept that drive alive throughout such those troubling times? I think like, I think I, I had a really bad phase where I like got into this really bitter phase and I was just really angry and I was like, this is my fault. And then during that time, like not a lot of people were running, but then like you guys said, you know, main event, like they were, they were just still out there. Like they didn't care what it was. They were out there. And my trainer kept telling me, he's like, you need to still be out there. Like you should still go out there. But I was, I know I, I, I regret not being out there now, but at the time I was like scared and I was like, I don't like, it sounded like there was a deadly cra- I mean, there is like crazy deadly virus out there still, yeah. but you know, yeah. I was just nervous. And uh, I think the only thing that like kept me looking forward is I had to go through that angry phase where I was just, I was angry at everyone. And then I realized I was really just angry at myself. And then I was like, let's just forget about that and forget about everything I hated about the first run. Let me try and figure out how I'm going to do it differently when I go back, because I know I am going back. I don't know if it's hair or maybe like not focusing on a certain move a certain way instead of just like focusing on how I do things and like my outfit. I don't know, like different companies. And I feel like before, before, like when I debuted, there was just so many girls out there and it was like the indies were like crazy whereas now like AEW has so many names now and it's like well who do I want to work in the indies now and like I made a list and I made like a fed list and like it's so different and it's so crazy because like it hasn't been that long and I describe it to people as like the Avengers we guys watch the Avengers and like there's a blip and then like the people were gone in the blip and they came back and then everyone that was there like life kept on but then the people in the blip were just kind of put in the present day and I feel like I was in the blip and like there's so many different people out there now like and and like different companies and like everything that I like used to know is so different now and it's just I think that's motivating in itself because it's just like a different it's like everything that happened before doesn't matter let's just let's just do it now it's definitely a clean slate kind of feeling. And and even coming from an English or an education perspective, it's kind of like you get to learn a bunch of new things. You get to refresh old things. It's kind of a, a nice opportunity. Um, and, you know, coming out of one blip, you officially <laughs> returned to wrestling in 2021 after nearly two years away from in-ring competition. Was was that a conscious decision to, to take that step back for a while or kind of what prompted that extended hiatus I I think it was just me being scared of the virus I guess and then rightfully so you know like I think in other states I don't know what states you guys are in but in New York it was really like yeah yeah, it was you're you're from New York it was crazy here like everything was shut down and then you had to have a mask and you had to do a test and you it was like really really strict here and I was like 
I was just, I wish I didn't, but well, also I was for just what, we hesitant. won't get into, but also for what you do in your day job, which we won't like, whatever, yeah. get into, but like, that's also like high risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was honestly something we never had to deal with before. So I think everyone just kind of dealt with it the best way that they could. And it, you know, mm -hmm. there was no right way to really, and then to go I was waiting it. for my home company to reopen up. And then from there, I was like, I'm going to start there because it's just home. And then I'll just take on everything from there. That was like my plan. I mean, we were talking about being able to prevail through troubling times, obviously after the pandemic and all of that, but that also included a pretty nasty hand injury that you sustained uh, earlier yeah. this year. I I don't know why I scrolled over to the photos. You did give that warning, but I scrolled over anyways looking for <laughs> Instagram. So can you kind of walk us through what exactly happened to cause I mean, what it was one of your fingers. I my pinky. What happened? <laughs> what happened, girl? Uh, it was just a friend of mine. They got they got a new dog, and uh, the older dog. I've known the dog for like eight years, and she went to protect me because the older the new dog went to like play with me and jump on me, and it was just a fight. And I just went to separate them, and I got stuck in the way. But like, I feel I feel a lot like if you look back at the pandemic, which was a long time, it feels like it was just a short period and it like like it like passes over you like and it feels like it never really actually happened like was that real was there really like there's like I don't it know what the word is blip. like looting and like yeah. craziness in the city and like it was like did any of that ever happen I feel like the same thing like with my pinky it's like did that really happen like <laughs> can't and it can't happen to me it didn't happen <laughs> yeah 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 I think I think you were out about two months it looked like was it I don't know it felt way longer <laughs> that Fair one enough. felt way longer at the same time I don't remember it like it's like not in my head like all the therapy sessions and fair, everything fair enough I mean you seem to have good spirits about it but I feel like again that's kind of another like we had the pandemic setback you know oh you were going through personal stuff how did you cope again it was a minor setback but how did you personally cope with this setback you think I think the same way I coped with it the first the first uh sure. the pandemic one I was just very angry again and I was just like this is not happening to me and I feel like the way I deal with everything is like exercise and I couldn't even like hold a weight and like I was like oh my gosh like what am I gonna do like this is not happening to me like I hear stories of people like they tear their ACL they have surgery they come back they tear their shoulder their shoulder or something I'm just like oh my god I'm this isn't happening to me like it's not happening to me and like I just I just had to I just had to do my therapy and like just take it easy and I watched what I ate more and it's still there like I don't we're know if you can see twins. it we're pinky twins oh I broke my pinky I the, 11 years ago yep yep yeah. we're pinky twins wait is that your right hand too yeah yeah and we're from New York yeah it's well, so crazy I'm from upstate New York but it's still the same state I'm from um, state right now yeah. <laughs> Alyssa look at this bringing slacking. everybody together sorry Alyssa's I, from Philly by the way I'm from Philly and I have a straight hand I'm sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no right okay okay all right uh but but no it's like I think during during that time and during any time I think when we're away from wrestling and away from what feels like real life time just kind of flows differently so I think it made a lot of sense that it's like wait did that actually happen it it was a wild time <sighs> yeah but through it all, I mean, like we said,
being able to come back from setback, setback, you got to show so much resilience and you got to show more of that never say die spirit returning from that hand injury. And CCW fans got to see you in your Capital Championship Wrestling debut at Misery in what you described as your kind of second run. So Mm -hmm. how do you feel like bouncing back from previous hardships has fueled you as a competitor? I think... I think I got to the back and I cried and I was like, there's so many, like it, there's always something that goes wrong or there's always something that happens and things don't ever go your way. Like you'll never, like I used to be like when I was really young, I was like, I just want everything to be perfect. And like, that's just not going to happen. And like, I think I accepted that and I just gave it my all. And I was like, Oh my God, there's so many times. And I, it's not even that, but like when I start living my real life, as opposed to like, my violet life, (laughs) like, I get a disconnection, like, when you do something consistently, it becomes like, it's everything. But when, when I'm injured, I'm like, my real life takes over, like, I'm feel more disconnected from, like, my wrestling life. And like, so when I go back into it, my head's not fully where it should be. But in this match at Misery, I just, I don't know, like the angels were with me that day, like everything just connected. It was just like the fire, the the intensity, the way things just like the way everything worked out. Like I went to the back and I cried and I was just like, this is like why I didn't give up. Like I wanted this to happen. Like, like, like this is, this is it. <laughs> I was very happy. That's really beautiful. And <laughs> obviously, you. I mean, that fire first started, brewing or a a flaming as you mentioned earlier at house of glory you were said on instagram that you were blessed to be bred by the realist at house of glory (laughs) and of course you shared photos kind of highlighting some of the wrestlers that you've trained besides and most of the most of those photos like you mentioned you were the only female wrestler so what was that experience like training alongside guys you would go on to consider your family i feel i honestly feel like i I truly was blessed like as a woman in a male dominated industry like I've seen things outside I've heard stories like I've never had anything like that happen to me ever like I they just don't do that they're very respectful to women like I think it's the same energy that there is in like the CCW locker room like you just get taken care of. They look out for you. It's just like family energy. Like, and I how just it should be. Yes, how it should be. But it's not really always like that. So yeah. I do feel like I just was lucky. Like, and I didn't even want to go there. I always laugh about it with the guys. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I wonder where I would be right now, or like yeah. how how I would be. Like, I feel like I joined there wanting so many different things, and like it just like changed my whole life, my outlook, my personality, like who I am. Like, so I just feel very, very lucky. (laughs) It is really wild to think about, you know, if one person's car had been working that day, how everything could have been completely different. Yeah. Um, And, you know, while we're speaking of House of Glory, just months ago, you became their women's champion. Uh, You said that you don't care about other companies. You care about how you and your fellow students built House of Glory from the ground up. And you said that you invite anyone to come to New York and try to take that title from you. Um, Are there any particular competitors on that list that you would like to see step up to that challenge? Well, (laughs) um, on December 17th, I'm wrestling Masha, Masha Slamovich. 
Yes. And I, I'm very excited for that one just because of, we have so much history together. Like I've took her in, in into my house at House of Glory. She's trained with like all of our guys. She took me into her house. And that's how I ended up in, in like the, on the Canadian death tour. It was like all her family on her side. And like, we always, we work out together. We go to each other's houses. Like, I feel like it's going to be a really good one. And she's one of the people that didn't stop her life during the pandemic. I know. And she was yeah, also kind of stuck in Japan, it. though, to be fair. She didn't really <laughs> have a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, I know she would have, yeah. even if she was here. <laughs> so she, she's good. It's going to be good because she's the one that's always just like, girl, get up. <laughs> so <laughs> those are the yeah. people that can help bring more of that fire out Hell of us. Yeah. So we love it. Yeah. But she was definitely one of the ones on the list. I feel like too, as far as matchups go that are on your radar, you were obviously very vocal about wanting payback against Christina Marie after the events of CCW's payback, which was rightfully named, you know, intended or not. But we saw obviously the brutal attack that led to the DQ and the battle scars you had in the video message you shared online. So how are you recovering? I'm doing, I'm doing much better. I, I had the big black eye. I had like my shoulder injury. I'm healing up though, but that there's nothing more than I want than that third match because I feel like the first two had like a rough ending, but I think she owes me the last match. Like we need, she needs to take me serious and we need to tear it down one more time. And and a kind of un- unbiased or, or uh, an unbiased ref too. I mean, later on we saw yeah. obviously Brittany Brittany yeah. Blake kind of you know do some shenanigans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Yeah, that uh, definitely came to light in a crazy way. Okay, um, I have not watched it back yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to soon. Take your time with it. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got you got you have time to kind of prepare yourself, I think, physically, mentally, emotionally for that third match. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're getting definitely pressure. Yeah. I, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of driving forces behind it. And I mean, obviously, like we said, there's no love really lost between yourself and Christina. You went from sharing locker rooms to sharing the ring uh, at misery and at payback. And you, obviously, we saw you asked CCW management to reinstate Christina to allow you to get retribution against her. But do you have a message directly for Christina Marie after all of her actions? I think the first few times I kept telling her, I was like, I still respect you. I still respect you. I still give you, like, I give you all of me and I don't expect anything less than, like, what I expect from you. But this time I feel like she... I understand that she's not going to respect me and it's not going to be like that. So I need to step up my game on that part. Fair enough. Well, and as far as messages that are being sent, you previously sent a more positive message on your Instagram that read, I want to be different from everyone. I want to be the best. I have strength. I have hard work. I want to show, I want it shown in the littlest details. I want more. So how do you feel like you're different from everyone? And what do you feel like makes you stand out in the wrestling world? I feel like I feel like when I first 
wanted to join a wrestling school. I just, I wanted to be, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I just wanted to be like a superstar, like a diva. I just wanted to travel the world. I wanted like, I just wanted to have like those matches and like be like a, like a star. And through joining my school, I like fell in love with just pure like wrestling. Do you under, do you know what I mean? Like, like I want to do the talk shows. I want to be far away. I want to do like they were doing all this fabulous stuff. I wanted to be fabulous too. <laughs> and then like through being through my school, like I feel like I truly just know like the art of wrestling. Like my my style is more technical. I'm not like a high flyer or anything fancy, but like it's just the way you do things. Like like if you watch Japanese wrestling, like they'll have like their finish will be like a body slam, but it's the way they do that body slam. Mm-hmm. And like they have clotheslines and the way they do the the lariat, and like I feel like my school is very focused on like I guess precision, like like your footing and like your placement, and like just little things. It's like when you throw a chop, you wind it back, like just little tiny things. And it just like when Sasha Sasha Banks came, comes to our school to train, and like she's just focused on little like little things, like. Like you take that moment and it's like maybe a facial expression or like the way you throw something or like, it's just the way you do things. And I feel like I'm still like learning how to master that, but that's just what I want. Like before I just wanted to be like, I just wanted to be like a WWE star. And like, now I think like there's like Sarah Stock, Sasha Banks, like so even like the way Sumi Sakai, she's still like ripping it, like her yeah. placement, everything. She's so dope. Like, I just want someone to be studying me on YouTube one day and be like, I want to do that. Like, I want to learn how to do that. And I feel like I'm still figuring out my little kinks because I'm just constantly derailed with something. But I'm not going to. That's just my goal. Like, that's what I want to do. And I think that's what makes me different. I just am going to keep going until I get that, that like, not precision, because we already said we can't be perfect. But like that little like. Just that little oomph to just make everything mean something. Well, I will say you do have one thing definitely on par for you that makes you stand out, and that's your absolutely beautiful purple or, or violet, should we say, ring gear as oh, well. <laughs> so do you have a certain story or source of inspiration behind your most recent set? I think my inspiration, I actually found the gear that I always had I was on a hashtag. I went through the hashtag seamstress on Instagram and I looked through every single one until I found the lady that made my old gear. And I just, she, that was one of her pre-made cuts. And then after that, I just, I was just, I don't know. I just have different inspiration. It's usually from like music artists, but I got brand new gear recently. I haven't, I haven't worn it yet, but I think my inspiration is like girl power. Like the new gear I think would be inspired by like, it's like the I don't know if you guys watch like I mean listen to like rock music like goth metal like stuff like that like Lacuna Coil, Nightwish like all of them and like even I had a little bit of like the Pussycat Dolls Nicole Scherzinger I have Carol G she's like this Spanish artist like they just have like these like stage costumes so I like grab a little bit from all of them and I mix it together (laughs) I feel like that's how some of the most fun projects come about is like taking little bits of different inspirations and combining it into one beautiful set of gear. For instance. Yeah. 
Yeah, the new year I got is completely different, but it's definitely, I think it's so cool. I think you guys are going to love it. Is it still on par with your violet theme or are you introducing something different? So it's very different. It's very, very different, but I'm bedazzling it myself. So it's going to have a little sprinkle Mm -hmm. of the old gear. (laughs) I like that too, because it adds a little bit of your own personal touch to it too. Yeah. Yeah makes it more sparkle yes um now so many competitors obviously we talk about not only the physicality the physical presentation but also the mentally demanding side of pro wrestling as well so obviously and and of course with all the the ups and downs you've gone through over the course of your career how do you prioritize mental health and what are some of the things that you do to for self-care like a hard question (laughs) I definitely do struggle with like mental health I think I used to have like very severe anxiety and I think I'm just I would have like panic attacks every night and I think I just got sick and tired of just making myself sick that I was just like like just this is it like whatever I'm just gonna it just just gonna deal with it I know that sounds like ridiculous but like I just got sick and tired of like I would almost want to throw up every night that's how like crazy I would drive myself um now I think I do get very discouraged I get very down I feel like wrestling is like this crazy like this crazy thing like if you have a good match you'll feel like you're on top of the world like it's the best night like you just want to be active on social media you just want to be sharing and talking to everyone And then like, you'll have this bad match and it's like the end of the world. Like, you're just like, oh my God, like I'm the worst person ever. (laughs) You just beat yourself up frantically. Like, uh, I don't know how I deal. I think I just let myself feel how I feel and I focus on what I'm going to do moving forward. And then it sounds like kind of corny, but that's really like what I do. Sometimes (laughs) you need, you need to just feel it allow yourself to realize that those feelings are valid and like in in anything even though i mean we're not wrestlers but even just in in work in general like we are constantly comparing ourselves especially on social media and in wrestling because wrestling has blossomed and grown in every aspect over the like the last decade and everything so totally totally understand that allow yourself to feel it let yourself unwind and enjoy yourself outside of the wrestling world i mean if even if you eat if you even have any time what are some of the things that you enjoy doing for fun or unwinding when you're not at training or traveling that's a hard question <laughs> like i said if always you even have time something. I something i enjoy yes clearly I love like music working out mm-hmm. <laughs> playing video games i think that helps a lot too <laughs> what kind of games or what are you currently like- playing I like, I play Back for Blood. It's a zombie game. Back in the day, it was Left for Dead. And it's like the sister brother, like game, I guess. And I've, I've been really good. I beat the whole game. I'm trying to beat it on Legendary. <laughs> Tetris. I haven't found a person that could ever beat me at Tetris. Like all the guys at school thought they could and none of them can. Like that's Tetris my game. Tetris master. Yes. Old school like... we like. Okay. <laughs> Very fun. Um, just random different games like Switch games, Nintendo. Just random games, I guess. Games working out. I'm very boring. <laughs> Not at all, but we all need some kind of little form of escapism. Because you know what? Life's hard. 
And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm busy. Exactly. Yeah. Give yourself a little breather. <laughs> uh, but you know, as we, as we wrap things up, there is one point of this podcast that we can't go an episode without <laughs> discussing is the topic of snacks. She mortified. It's just snacks. It's just <laughs> snacks. Oh my gosh. Don't get scared. It's just snacks. <laughs> okay. So you know, while we're talking about unwinding and relaxation, I feel bad because I'm like, no, wait, unwind, relax. We're cool. Uh, what are some of your go-to comfort foods or favorite treats? I feel like everyone is always offering me chocolate and I hate chocolate. I don't like chocolate. I know. No, and then no, everyone gives me that time. reaction. <laughs> I I love chips. Like I could eat like 10 bags of chips or cheese like I love savory meats and like cheese and like chips crunchiness now what kind of cheese or sorry what kind of chips there's a lot of there's a lot of flavors (laughs) like barbecue sour cream regular like yeah what are your feelings on sour cream or uh no what is it oh salt and vinegar I don't hate it I feel like I used to hate it but it's grown on me it could be a little intense, so I like to ask. Yeah. What are your favorite chips? <laughs> what are your favorite snacks? Sorry. I, oh, I think. Are you guys into chocolate? You're talking to also the host of a show called Let's Get Cereal, where she I, literally I will eat cereal at any point <laughs> of the day. Lucky Charms? <laughs> Definitely. A, I'm a Golden Grams kind of girl. Uh, yeah, I'm a big cereal fan as well as, I could get down with like chips and chocolate. Like I actually like sweet and savory. So really, I, I actually, haven't... I actually do like cereal. Like I will do that. Like if I'm dieting hardcore and I'm on like my meal preps, I do pick cereal sometimes. Like I'll just get the little like milk bottles because I don't want to get a whole thing. And then I'll just have like the little cereals and that'll be my snack. Any go-to particulars for cereal? It's also very boring, but I really love Honey Bunches boats. Nothing wrong with that. Oh my gosh. It's the it's the treat that keeps on treating. Yes. Okay. Great choice. Great choice. I'm like literally the opposite of you, but also I work from home now and I haven't done physical activity since my first year of college, really. I my diet is snacking it's terrible to say (laughs) but I love my chocolate I love my I like chocolate and cheese are literally my like two favorite things in the world I love chips too but I'm very picky with my chips I do like barbecue like the wavy kind I'll eat the the regular ones but I won't eat much beyond that I'll eat the pizza pringles too I mean, like the Doritos nacho cheese, but honestly, not much beyond that. I'm very, I'm a very picky (laughs) eater too. But when it comes to snacks, it's like my area of expertise, I feel, honestly. (laughs) You're a grazer like that. I'm terrible. (laughs) Oh, of your life. (laughs) I feel like too, I mean, obviously you got a lot of traveling on your bucket list too. What, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're looking to expand your horizons. What are some um, places maybe around the world that is on your bucket list? First, first, I want to get over to the West Coast. So I want to do like the defies. I want to do the mission pros. I want to do like all the ones in between. And then from there, I would love to do UK and they have progress. They have like, they have like some women feds over there. Then Japan, I would love to do. I feel like I owe it like to to Sumi Sakai and to Red, Amazing Red. Like they have like raised me to like to just appreciate and respect that culture where it would hit so different if I went over there obviously Australia like Germany the like the world is my oyster like I want to do everything like that's like my plan 
the ultra world traveled ultraviolet everybody which by the way sumi sakai is on her retirement tour right now so i I mean i mean honestly like as kind of honoring to close things out i mean honoring her she's gonna be done in the ring wise i'm sure she'll probably still be training and stuff what are some valuable lessons or advice that you've gotten from sumi sakai sumi is it goes to say like in wrestling hard to say but like in wrestling I feel like I had a face where I felt like for some way like everyone would somehow this was in my bitter face but I felt like there would be like everyone wants something from you and Sumi never is the person to ever want anything from anyone she just wants to help like mm-hmm. and I want to be someone sue me one day because like during the pandemic I was just stuck at home I didn't I wasn't doing anything and she used to live in New Jersey and she brought me over to her house and she let me stay there for like a week it was like different weeks that I would stay at her house and she like introduced me to so many foods like I tried sushi for the first time like I would try like there's so many things I tried like crabs I tried mochi donuts I tried bubble tea I tried matcha I tried, she was just she kept feeding me like salmon I tried everything for the first time I was like Sumi why are you being so nice to me because like where I was coming from no one was nice unless they were getting something from you and she didn't she was getting nothing from me she was getting my company and I was like but why like why do you want to be with me like I don't have anything going for me right now like I maybe had like ten dollars in my account like I was I, I really was just in the pandemic just in doing nothing and she was just so nice. And she's like, what do you mean? No. And she's like, you gotta, you gotta go out there. You gotta do this. You gotta be confident. You gotta be happy. Like, and she was just so uplifting and like, just like, she just, she just loves the way she just trains. Like, she's not about, I don't know if you can say bullshit. She's just not about it. Like, she's just there to like better people. And like, I think just that positivity, I think the positivity and like me being excited for like my return came from like, just being around her like she you guys she gave me my first car like she when she moved to Florida she left me her car she oh my God. Me, she's, she's so nice guys like I'm that's my mom yeah wow <laughs> so it would mean I told her I said of all the matches I said if I ever get this match because I wrestled with her uh, in House of Glory in a tag match against two other people but I never wrestled her and she taught me, she, she taught me my German. She taught me the German at cheeseburger school worldwide dojo yes. that I do, yeah. that I did in CCW. I said to wrestle you, I think would be the one that it's just like, no, no BS. Just, I would just sob. Like that's my mother. <laughs> so, Everyone yeah. should be so lucky to have a Sumi of their very own in their lives. That is oh, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Um, last but not least, as we just close things out here, the new year is on its way. It'll be here before we realize it. Aside from traveling the world and you know getting ultraviolet out there, what are some of your goals or resolutions for the new year? I think I think we I think we mentioned it. Just just doing that. I just want to do the takeover. I want to be everywhere. I want I want to be more consistent with just everything where I just it's what I do and it's what I breathe and it's just it's not a second thought. It's not something I have to hmm, what was that thing again? It's just second nature. Like it's it's there. That's my goal. Just to stop pri- to prioritize it. 
Yeah. And we have nothing but high hopes for you. Of course, we'll be looking forward to more work with you in CCW and hopefully conclude this rivalry with Christina Marie, get some closure there. But Ultraviolet, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Of course, we'll be linking all of your social medias down below for our audio listeners. But can you please share where they can find you on social media as well? I only have Instagram and TikTok and they're both at the T-H-E ultraviolet, violet, V-I-O-L-E-T-T-E. Yes, there we go. We'll be sharing it below. Thank you again. And everyone, keep your eyes peeled for the 2023 ultraviolet takeover. Uh, be sure also you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter and checking out a wrestling gal podcast. You can find me at A-Y-Y underscore Marino on all the socials for ultraviolet and Ella J. I'm Alyssa Marino, and we'll see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out, the locker room. Thank you, guys. Thank you.